What's up, everybody? This is Joey C. from the Brutally Sober Podcast, mashing it up with Bobby C. from Anonymous Addiction. I'm over here on East Coast as usual, and um, I'm still going strong with uh, no meetings and uh, no drinking, and still going strong talking to Bobby C. This is this is my this is my recovery. This is my routine that I that I've created for for myself. Um, and it's constantly changing and it's constantly improving. And sometimes I have to make adjustments, but it's, uh, it's working for me so far. So, uh, it's just going to keep evolving. Uh, today we're going to be talking uh, about Good deal. step six and seven, and, uh, I'm going to throw it over to Bobby C to say hi. Yes, sir. Joey, uh, nice seeing you again. We, we spoke on the phone the other day and, you know, we uh, kind of hashed some things out, which is kind of cool. You know, I always say, Bobby, see a friend in recovery and beyond. And, and I, 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 I believe that today. Uh, I don't have a sponsor today. Joe says he does. I, if he uses them, I don't know. But I believe in friendship. You know, we're going to discuss some things like Joe, Joe, Joe was going through some things this week. He could have called me, he could have picked up the phone and say, Hey, Bobby, pop, 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 whatever. And, uh, you know, that's how this deal works. Just a, a, another friend, uh, it could be a wife, it could be your mother, it could be your father, it could be a friend, it could be a friend in recovery or, or whatever. But I believe in developing friendships, kind of like-minded, um, uh, people that have some something in common. So uh, me and Joe have a lot in common. So we're helping each other. Uh, Joe's helping me. I'm helping him hopefully. And this is this. Yeah, we're, we're that's good. We're, we're creating our own, our own deal here on this podcast. And um, Joe, we hook up every Saturday, uh, two o'clock West uh, on the West Coast. And it's uh, I think it's five o'clock on the East Coast. So we're going to be asking the viewers if they want any questions uh we can answer any questions or they can pose some questions to us or you can just bitch at us and say no i don't believe that or whatever uh so you could check us out check, check me out at anonymous addiction at my truth about uh aa as bobby c season on facebook and uh, so we're, we're going to start with step six deprogramming alcoholics anonymous deprogramming podcast on six and seven which I kind of named, me and Joe got together and we kind of named this uh, the God uh, placebo effect, which the more I'm reading it, the more I see it's totally, you know, in AA, their God is a religious God. And uh, it's, it's, it's almost as getting me, see, even in there, it says they're trying to get atheists and agnostics to, to someday believe in God, you know, and, uh, so we're deprogramming that stuff for viewers. If you're just coming in to the meetings, if you're forced in through a court system, rehab or whatever, check us out. You're not going to hear any of this stuff at meetings. This is all deprogramming stuff. And uh, we're kind of like deprogramming and reprogramming our minds. So when you go into a meeting, you could kind of sort things out and kind of decide on your own some things, you know, make it, make it your own program. You know, that's what we're trying to do here. Back to you, Joe. Yeah, that's right. So um, I think everyone probably knows what the placebo effect is, but I wrote it down just in case anyone doesn't know. 
Uh, it's a measure to merely calm or please someone, a procedure for psychological benefit, anything that seems to be real medical treatment but isn't some kind of fake treatment. The placebo effect is when an improvement of symptoms is observed despite using a non-active treatment. I think when I, when I read six and seven, I think whoever, well, I think, I think Bill was like thinking to himself, well, I need to make 12 steps for some reason. So I'm just going to separate six and seven. I think they, the two steps could be combined because it's step six is we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And step seven is just simply asking him. We humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. So that's just, I kind of, in my head, just meshed the two steps uh, together. And when you think about it, when someone is asking uh, the unknown for help in removing all your defects, um, when you believe that that's going to happen from an external source, that there's no science to prove that. I mean, now we're, we're, I mean, we're talking, we're literally getting into the paranormal here. When you believe, <laughs> when you, when you, when you truly believe that this is happening, we're talking about having, uh, not only a spiritual experience, but a paranormal experience. If this is, if this is what's truly happening. Now, I don't think that this is, that is what's happening in most cases. I think that they, that people are deciding to make a change. They've acknowledged that they need to change. I think six and seven is, is a decision to create a new identity for yourself. And once you've made that decision, um, without knowing it, you're, you're without knowing that you've made the decision that you're a whole new person, you're giving the credit to your higher power. Um, and uh, I don't think that it's impossible for another energy source to channel through you and alter your state of mind or your being or or benefit you or or disturb you i think that i actually think that it's it's possible to happen i there's no reason for me to not think it i am right now i am an energy i am energy within this body this energy came from somewhere i don't know where this energy was before i was born but it was energy floating somewhere and now it's here. So I don't think that what six and seven is saying is impossible. I think that it's probable that it's a placebo effect if you're going to follow the 12 step program. Yeah, uh, you touched base on some things that I had written down. My own willpower, let's see. 
Alcoholics Anonymous wants me to do this six and seven, I believe fully. It's a, it's a phenomena created by geniuses actually to um, conceal the truth of, about life. It's, it's actually to conceal because it doesn't want me to expand my consciousness. It wants me to give my will and my life over to another entity saying that I'm not, myself is not important. My willpower is not important. My self-esteem, my person, my persona is not important. I give my will. That, that to me is transferring responsibility over to AA, okay? When I say God, you could just put AA in there. So I think AA and God is kind of like the same when, when, they're, when they're talking. Uh, Bill, you know, Bill came from the Oxford group. Oxford group was totally religion. It was a religious group. Uh, uh, Dr. Bob used to bring, bring the people up to upstairs to the room. They used to go to their knees. He used to ask them to pray to God and have the God remove this uh, defect of character. I believe it's shifting responsibility over to some other entity. So I don't, I, I, I don't have to take responsibility for it. And it's the same thing. If you look uh, through the steps, you'll see the words alcoholic and alcoholism. And it's the same thing because alcoholism is a disease concept. There's no cure. And um, it, the only way to cure it is a lifetime devotion to AA and helping others. So it's almost the same. You have God and then you have alcoholism. So it's, it's taking my responsibility away from me and placing it onto the, this disease concept and God. Uh, I, do I believe in a, a universal uh, spiritual in intelligence in the universe? Yes. You know, I believe we're energy, we're vibration, we're consciousness. And, you know, I, I, I looked up, well, Mark Passio has a, as I just listened to one of his newest podcasts and he was talking about consciousness. And I, I think the same, my, my wavelength is on the same level as most people that think that consciousness is the solution, the raising of consciousness, the raising of awareness, the expansion of consciousness, which is, see, this is the trick of consciousness is to discover patterns and meanings around us and in us. So it's discover meanings and patterns around us and in us. So that means I'm just as, poor, as important and I have control to, through my mind, to change things, you know, change my attitudes, and different stuff like that. They in step seven they talk about humility over and over. I mean, yeah. they thirty times they mention the word humility thirty times. Like how many times? Just look it up in a dictionary. You know, that's all you got to do. Is actually, it's um, really there's a lot of different definitions, and it's really actually saying humility is t taking yourself away. You know, like it's disregarding yourself, others first. You know. And that's AA's whole premise is that the, the AA program, it must come first, then we come second. Because if you don't make the AA program first, we surely may die, you know. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of a trickery in itself, how, how all this stuff is, uh, is presented to us.
What do you think about that, Joe? I'll pass it back. So let me ask you a question. Did, and I'm basically asking you if you did step six and seven, which I'm assuming you did at some point. Um, but I want to ask you specifically the way I worded it. Did you, Bobby, ever pray for the release of addiction? Uh, specifically for the release of addiction, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think I did. Uh, I, I used to pray because I believed in prayer back then. Like I said, I was born, I was, I was born an atheist, but my mom gave me her Catholicism. I became a Catholic and did all the rituals in, in the Catholic church. So, you know, I did pray. I used to pray. Okay. Today, I, I thank you is my prayer. Whenever I go and in in do anything, I just say, thank you. That's my prayer. Meditation to me is listening. So I listen to you while you're talking. I give you attention. I give you my attention and, and I listen to you. So that's my meditation. And I can meditate. You know, I can sit quietly and meditate. So I do believe in some meditation. Prayers in itself, you know, what is a prayer? I say thank you. And it, throughout the whole book, we'll get into step 10. I mean, step 11, which is prayer and meditation. And it has, you know, the, their, their prayer is from the prayer of St. Sissy's, uh, Francis of Sissy's. It's a Catholic prayer. You know, it's a big Catholic prayer. And I kind of, you know, if I break it down, I, I don't you have to use religious. Uh, I don't have to use the word God or anything. Even in a serenity prayer, I don't even say God. Mm -hmm. so, you know, grant me serenity. I'm, I'm asking myself. I'm not asking God. I can ask the universe and myself at the exact same time mm -hmm. because I think you mentioned it. It's all energy. So I'm asking myself and God, you know, Bobby, uh, be serene. Grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Now, when I say accept the things I cannot change, I'm talking if I'm in a traffic light, I cannot change the traffic light. Mm -hmm. I, I can change the attitude about my, when I talk about like a serenity prayer, I'm talking about now, what happens now. Can I change it in the, yeah, I can go a different direction, maybe, you know, <clears throat> and avoid that traffic light. <clears throat> But the courage must come from me. The courage to change, mm. you know, comes from me. I have the courage. It must come from me. The wisdom to know the two different things. Okay, so that takes time sometimes. Uh, but if you stick with it and you always kind of check into yourself, you, you can figure out what you can change and what you can't change. And it's usually about in the now. We're not talking about in the future or the past, you know. So what can I change right now? Like right. right now, I, yeah. Go ahead. The, the, the wisdom is a, a very important part of that whole uh, the serenity prayer. It, the, the wisdom is an extremely important part because if you don't know what you can change and what you can't, then you're in the, you're exact you're in exact same position you were, you you were in the beginning. Like uh, six and seven, I I I got the feeling it's ju it's basically just a a prayer that we convince ourselves is going to be answered with the results that we want. Um, and just like alcohol is an external source that we always went to now asking God or AA or whatever it is, is another external source um, that 
we're seeking relief from need it it never says that anything is coming from ourselves there's there was one statement a few i can't remember which step it was but in the 12 and 12 it said this is the step that may require a little bit of self-will and i have a feeling that that's the only time you'll ever hear that in any AA um, literature. Um, from the 12 and 12, it says, can God, can God and will God do this? Remove our defects, people ask. And it says any AA member will most likely say if that, if you cleaned house, and you ask the higher power, your obsession to drink will vanish. Um, now that's supposed to be the <laughs> that's supposed to be the reader's proof. That's supposed to be the reader's concrete proof that that um, that this is all going to take place, and we can follow it blindly. Um, are you ready to have God remove these defects? Now, when I when I read the word ready. I equate that to the person um, coming to a new understanding of their relationship with alcohol. And that's when they've created a new identity for themselves. Um, he's, re he's removed those defects and they're not in him, in him anymore. Therefore there's, he's technically might be able to be considered uh, a different person. I just keep getting the feeling of like a new. If you if you create if you create a new identity for yourself, it's basically like, you know, starting over. You have a clean slate, and it just so happens that AA says God has to remove them. There, there's, I mean, there's there's. They're still there. It's just that it's I and I I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I think it's just that basically once some people can make a decision and, and move forward with it as long as they've they were you know entirely ready to do that. Well, how about entirely ready? I'm entirely ready to, to do some self look four and five. I'm doing some self-examination, right? I'm talking to a friend. Uh, so, you know, six and seven in the big book is only one paragraph. It's like two paragraphs. That's that's it. So if you want to do it out of the big book, which most people are doing, it's only two paragraphs. It's we have, uh, are you ready now? Or, or are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have omitted? Okay, so I'm ready. All right, what's readiness don't mean shit. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready. I'm not going yet, but I'm, I'm ready. And then, then after, can, can he now take away all and everyone? If we still cling to something, we let go and we ask God. Okay. So that's it. That's six in, in the big book. And then seven is just this. This is all seven is. And we said it before. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. Now, what is that? Come on. Now, my creator, I don't believe in that. Okay. So it doesn't work for me. I really never bought it. Even when I first came in AA, I'm not giving my will, my life over to some care of AA because that's what they mean. 
I am now ready that you should have, when I say you should have, I am now ready that AA should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. AA, grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. That's it. That's all. That's it. Did I do that? Anybody can do that. You just read it. Right. That's all it is. So does that mean you did it? Uh, Come on. Right. Okay. So you got to believe that you're giving this stuff over and and AA and God is going to do this work, which it's impossible. It doesn't work. You do it. Okay. I do it. The work is a self seek. The work is the search. Uh, the work is the, the, the seeking that yet yeah, I don't like to call it work. I call it my life journey. Really, the, my life journey is to seek me to improve myself. Okay, Joe, you mentioned something. I hate to tell you, but uh, we're made up of good and bad before we came in AA. We were we weren't all evil friggin' people. We had a lot of good stuff, man. I can name all kinds of good stuff that I had you know, before I came into AA. You think you think I'm coming in AA and it's just all bad? No, it wasn't all bad, okay? So I already had a lot of good things. So I do have to change some things because I didn't have enough skills, enough education, not education, enough knowledge. Uh, education is completely different from knowledge, okay? You, you can't get this stuff in colleges. This is, this is all knowledge, self-examination is a way of, for me, it's a, it's a way of life, you know, it's just, it's kind of normal, you know? So uh, I, I wrote in there step six, on step seven, on the top of step seven, I wrote, yeah, I'm willing to humble myself and examine my humanity. Uh, and I'm, I'm willing to become as honest as open-minded and as willing to uh, do do this search, I don't need any steps to know that it's it's ancient. Okay, these steps are all borrowed from philosophy, from religion, and from uh, the medical field. They're they're nothing new. See, there's something uh, symbolic with twelve. Okay, I'm not familiar. I, I I don't know how to say it yet, but there's something symbolic with twelve. You don't need no 12 steps. Half of these steps are God's steps, anyhow. Okay, so I don't work these steps in order. Codifile. They codifile them 1 to 12 just to get you to a place. That's that's the whole thing is to get you to a place to conform to the authority of Alcoholics Anonymous and help others and recruit others and give your will and life over to the care of AA and God for life. Because... They started this this uh, this twelve step book came out about the same time they started the disease concept started to get payments for uh, treatment centers the insurance started to kick in so they wrote the twelve steps right in, in long version uh, they wrote them so you can really get into it with the long version because now they're getting into the disease concept because. First, you got God, you're giving it over to God. Now you got a disease, which I don't buy. I believe it's just a the disease concept is a, a lie. So you, you got this uncurable disease, right? So I'm diseased. Uh, and it, it's, it's old, antiquated. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
old antiquated hierarchy pyramid designed by very rich people, very influential rich people to keep people silent. And uh, we'll get into all that in the traditions because the traditions silence all the members about anything, no opinions, don't, have, don't dare have any opinions. But we're having them, we got opinions. You come to the podcast, Anonymous Addiction uh, Podcast, uh, we're gonna start doing some uh, 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 Anonymous Addiction Reality Recovery Podcast where we get into the, the shit and, and kind of tell you what we, we do and what we're doing to stay this, this, on this path that we, we, uh, we're, we're buying into. And I believe in, you know, for me, I believe in abstinence. And if you're into harm reduction, Sinclair method, whatever, I respect that. Do, do whatever you've got to do and, you know, more power to you. I just, I'm just here to help people deprogram themselves and reprogram themselves, you know, from Alcoholics Anonymous. Joe, back to you. Sorry, I took too long on that. Yeah. If, if God removed all these defects from us and the obsession doesn't that mean we can drink again i mean if we don't have those defects and and he he's completely lifted the obsession to alcohol then it's gone i can drink again right isn't that what that means i mean that's a little bit of a little extreme i guess but if you're following that logic why not um, I wanted to ask you a question, Bobby, uh, kind of going back to me, keep talking about this new identity thing that I'm creating from six and seven. Uh, but, uh, for you after removing defects from yourself, over years in recovery, which I'm assuming that you have, do you look back at your addiction and early sobriety and see, do you view yourself when you're looking back or, or is it another person? Well, when I'm looking back during my uh, addiction, mm -hmm. during my addiction, mm -hmm. uh, it's a complete, not a complete, like I said earlier, it's like half, you know, it's not a complete because I was a good guy. I loved my family. I, yeah. I took care of them. I worked two jobs. I paid the bills. I, you know, I mean, a lot of us still had the car in the house. Okay. Some, some went right. to the, the streets, but I didn't. Right. Okay. So, and, but, but uh, I did have some crazy, crazy shit. I mean, you know, talking about crazy shit, uh, you know, it's not just normal when your 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 wife is uh, with a razor blade ripping up all your clothes at the second story window and throwing them all out. I mean, that's not normal behavior, and we create that shit through our you know addictions and our crazy circumstances and cause and effect and everything. Am I that person? Half is still there. You know, half is just getting better. And and am I is my are these character defects released completely from me? No. If I ever thought that that was completely, they could come back like that. See, people don't understand. That's why they want to keep you in AA all the time because they really don't give you solutions, you know, how to deal with them. 
but I could I could snap like that. I could you know pull pull pull. This this defect could come out. Greed. They talk about the seven seven de seven deadly sins: anger, greed, gluttony. All that shit could come back in in little uh, motions at any time. So I keep a check on it. You know. Yeah. Uh, my mind is a mind stream. Once you learn about your mind, thought, behavior, uh, thinking, and separate the mind, you know, the emotions and the feelings and kind of understand a little bit more about your, your persona, your, your makeup of a human, human body to consciousness and stuff. Like Eckhart Tolle's little book, uh, The Power Now, I read that and found out a lot, of, lot more about that I could have never found out in... Um, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings about body pushing about, he calls it the pain body. You know, it's, it's in there and it could be pushed and it could be tampered with, you know, by just uh, somebody saying one little thing, you know, it can, it could create a little pain body and, and uh, push a button to make you react or overreact to something. So we're always learning. I'm always trying to grow and get, get um, where it's for myself. I'm doing it. So I don't get so disturbed in my body. Uh, so when some, like when my wife says something, I don't react. So I'm not so quick in reacting. I react, believe me, I still do. Me and my wife still have arguments and shit, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's over quick. It's not like the olden days. In the olden days, I'd have a, a resentment and uh, I, for a week, we wouldn't talk for a week, man. I mean, it was scolding crazy. It was sick, you know. So I'm a lot better than I was, and I'm I hopefully will get even more better through uh, knowledge and the and the voice. When we when we when we have a voice and a say, see, Alcoholics Anonymous wants to quiet your voice. And shut you down and be silent. Do not talk about any of this stuff. Nowhere. God forbid if you should talk about this stuff, okay? Because we don't want you to talk about controversial stuff. No opinions on outside issues. Please don't do it. You know, about alcohol industry, about the world, about the government, about politics, about religion. Don't have, don't have any say on that stuff, okay? Only listen to us and read our books and uh, do what we tell you to do. Okay, that's enough for that. At the end of uh, step six and the 12 and 12, they kind of alluded that this, these steps were, uh, or specifically step six was uh, not expected to be done perfectly. And they said more or less that it was a progress versus... Uh, Perfect, perfection kind of thing after like seven paragraphs of like concrete evidence that God was going to take all this away from you and you were going to feel like a new person and then they said well that might not happen exactly but um, it's just uh, only they say only step one can be uh, practiced with perfection the rest are goals in which we estimate our progress alright I mean kind of backpedaling like a guy in a unicycle over there you know what i'm saying yeah but really in the sense that it, like I, I like i said before the statement i made before this is ancient the buddhism you know this stuff is ancient it's it, it's 
Alcoholics Anonymous just copied all this stuff. It, it's ancient to know the fact that you can't be perfect. Okay, mm -hmm. so we can't become perfect. They know it. Right. Okay, and they, they they also know you can't do it without your cooperation. They say that in one paragraph, and you, you'll you'll see like that paragraph, a paragraph like that, uh, just briefly all through the book. Just touch on it because they don't want they don't want you to know that really you're doing it. Okay. Right. Without your cooperation, uh, God doesn't make you white as snow, you know, without your cooperation. Mm. Of course, it's not without my co cooperation, because it all comes from me anyhow. But the universe does play a part in it, I would say. And I believe, you know, I believe that. I believe in vibrational energy and energy, and we're all made of energy, you know, positive, negative. People don't want to hear the negative. Negative is, is not negative. Negative is positive. When you when you people say, oh, you're bad math and you're debunking, you're deprogramming, that's negative. No, this is not negative. This is good. It's good to talk about negative things in our lives and, and, and in society and in the world. Okay. This helps us to voice what we see. So the new age, the old new age talks about only be positive and think positive. Nah, that's a that's a hijacking of the true spirituality, anyhow. And Alcoholics Anonymous is hijacked spirituality too. Alcoholics Anonymous is God's, it's, it's religion, God's religion of, you say the placebo effect, but uh, it's a religious, religious God. Yeah. AA is always talking about, as we always talk about, uh, relying on God, relying on a higher power relying on AA, uh, removing your own will. Um, are there things that you personally rely on that are not you that help you in your recovery? I think you 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 always touch on them as we talk. Yes. Things that are outside of you. Repeat that you, over again for me, please. What things do you rely on that are not you, that help you in recovery? Uh, bunch of stuff. Other people uh, point, help point the way. Uh, I cannot deny that. Yeah. Other people, places, and things help point the way, but I am the way. It's like Jesus said, I am the way. When he was saying that, he was saying, you're the way. He wasn't saying I am the way. He was saying I am the way. We all are the way. Mm. Okay. So he was what he was actually saying, which I believe is we're all God. God's inside, outside, and everything. So I don't believe they talk about. It's called the uh, solipsism. Solipsism, the view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Nothing else outside the self. No, I don't believe that. I'm not a uh, solacist. Solacist. I don't believe. I believe in universal law. I believe in rational, logical, universal, uh, spiritual intelligence. Okay. I don't even believe consciousness. I mean, consciousness is outside of us, inside of us. It's it, because there's a wave. There, if it's energy, you're talking about consciousness. Uh, you tap into things through the outside too. It comes into you. Uh, even we have knowledge 
I have knowledge of things. When somebody talks about certain things, I have knowledge of it that I, I wasn't even aware because that person put it into words that I could understand that I couldn't really uh, articulate, you know. Uh, I love listening to people that can articulate things that I know, but I have a hard time articulating, you know, speaking about it. So, yes, Joe, the answer is yes, I believe outside. Atheism, most atheists are uh, solid, solid They believe that's it. They only believe in themselves. And, you know, I don't believe that. Uh, my definition of spirituality, I can't even put it into words. Okay, so... So again, I, 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 I personally believe that um, six and seven, all the things that they say that can happen during six and seven, um, I don't deny that it can happen. I think that it's, it's possible. I just don't believe that that's the case most of the time. With God. With with the, with with their explanation of separation of self and God, right? I, I mean, I I, be, I believe that it's possible for to tap into an energy source and um, come up with, or that energy gives you a different perspective, maybe or alters you in, in some way that you can see the world differently and think differently. Um, how do I know that that's not possible? I don't know that that's not possible. I just don't think that that's what happens all the time when people are um, going through step seven. Well, I'm not going to argue that point or debate that point because that possibly uh, the way you're articulating it or uh, making it sound, it could be maybe I could perceive it in a different way, but I, I agree with what you're saying in some sense. The, the, the words, see words and phrases and sayings repetitiously repeated over and over again is a form of brainwashing, total form of brainwashing, but it could be good brainwashing and bad brainwashing. I believe Alcoholics Anonymous brainwashing uh, sub, uh, you know, is, is not, I, I wouldn't say it's it's not good. It's more hidden. It's more like an occult, uh, hidden knowledge that they don't want us to know. So it's, it's the same as religion, the hidden knowledge. They don't want us to know the secret that we're, we have the power. <laughs> you know, our voice is powerful. We have the power. So yes, inside and outside, but it, it, it must come from me because I believe that's the creator's design, whatever it is, the creator's design of this mind, body, soul, and spirit. It's a design to use this thing to tap in. So it's got to be coming. Maybe, maybe it's coming here or out there, but it's, it's like we tap, it's, we got to take the, the initiative to tap into it. I think, I think mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying I know everything. I'm still learning. Uh, but I believe in self-examination. I believe in we have the power. Uh, like I get, keep on getting back to the word God. Words have a way of casting spells upon us. So they constantly use alcoholism, alcoholic, God, uh, higher power. They, they, I think the word higher power is only three times in the whole step book. I mean, they don't really use that over. Everybody says higher power, higher power. You know, you can use your doorknob as a higher power and all that shit. That's just to get you to God. I mean, it even says in here, uh, 
you know, it says stuff over and over. By now the words of myself, I am nothing. The Father doeth the work, begin to carry bright promise and meetings. I am nothing. You know, I mean, of myself, I'm nothing. You know, that, yeah. I, don't buy, I don't buy that. There's so much bullshit that, that can mind screw you up. Mm-hmm. It, it messes with your mind to actually surrender eventually because your mind's getting so, I'm going to use the word fucked up, okay, that it messes with it. Stop and you say, I surrender. Damn, take me. This is screwed up. Well, we'll get into eight and nine next week. Hey, let's do something. Let's do something a little different right now. We could um, talk about how right now we're talking about, say we're dealing with an urge. We're at step six and seven. We're dealing with an urge, right? Uh, I, you want to share about maybe an urge or a uh, craving or thinking about drinking or something like that? We could pop, maybe pop this into six and seven. Yeah, sure. I had to, I had to regroup there for a second. On my screen, you were paused. Your image was frozen, and you were just going like this for about twenty seconds. Uh, so I had to. Uh, shit. <laughs> I was a little distracted. Um. Uh. Yeah. Urges. Um. I. Yeah. I have. I. I have. I have urges uh that that come and and often they they don't last long uh i recently had one that lasted um maybe a maybe a couple hours i had an urge to drink uh lasted a couple hours and then um that put me into a state of mind uh in a bad mood for a couple days um, and I kind of knew it was going to pass and it did. Um, and I, I hesitate to do anything when that happens because first of all, I'm frustrated that I can't drink. And second of all, I already know that I'm not going to. So it's like, do I do I do anything about it? Because I already know that I'm not going to drink. I might as well just sit and suffer with my own frustration and, until it passes. I don't know what the right thing to do is in that situation. Um, what what do you do in that situation? Do you have those situations? I don't have, no, I don't have those situations. Uh, I consciously, I have developed through many, 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 many years. This is just me. Like I believe in abstinence. So this is what I do for many, many, many years. I've developed this thing where it's, I put the crossbones totally on alcohol for me. I'm not telling anybody else to do it. If you want to, drinking, if you're capable of drinking again after years, a couple of years of practice and becoming more spiritual and you feel like you're capable through knowledge and wisdom, up to you. 
but me. It's, I have so much to lose. Like I would, I, I could do a cost benefit analysis, like this book here, you know, I got all cut. This is a smart recoveries handbook. And this book here, it gives a quick thing on the cost benefit analysis. And this book here, if anybody wants to get a, go, to, go get a used one. It's called smart recovery handbook. Look at a used one, it's real thin, but it has all practical things you could do in here. And there's no God, you don't go to God here. You go to yourself. These are practical things that you can do. And I do these cost benefit analysis in my head. I could do them probably in about a couple seconds. Uh, I don't want to die. I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my grandchildren. Uh, uh, alcohol to me is death. Uh, I don't want to become uh, energetic, uh, you know, so low in my vibrational energy. I don't want to become sick. I could do it so quick mm. that, that I, it doesn't come in, you know. Mm. Uh, will it come in tomorrow? Maybe. I don't know. But it's, 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 it's a repetition so uh embedded into my psyche that uh if it comes in i look at my i look at everything around me and i say you know other people say bobby that's a disease concept still talking that you believe in a disease no i don't i believe for me if i look i i, I formed the habit of alcohol before real severe i had a real severe habit of alcohol and drug so that means if if i decide to take a little sip and drink i probably could i tell you the truth i probably think i could do it tell you the truth so but that could become a habit again it could still become a habit it may take a year two three or four i don't know maybe maybe it won't become a habit but there, there's a chance that it could become a habit okay just like smoking you pick up another i, I proved to myself i could smoke a couple cigarettes and not smoke for a year I've done it, okay? So I proved that. I just don't want to prove this, that's all. Do I believe I can do it? I probably could do it, but I don't want to, I don't want to, because I don't want to do it. First of all, alcohol is expensive. How much does a damn drink cost anymore? I'm going to go over there and I'd rather give uh, 10 bucks to my grandkid or something to go get uh, lunch or something. Alcohol is expensive. Plus, I don't care who it is, put three shots of whiskey in your body right now. Okay, you don't think it has an effect on you if you don't think that alcohol has a mind of its own, because when you put three shots in your body, you you lose something, man, and it's taken something from you because it's not you, it's the spirit. That's why they call it spirits, because it's a spirit. Okay, mm -hmm. it's a low vibrational energy. So there's so many things that I could click off real real and I can give anybody answers real quick. And if I don't know, I might just say I don't know. You know, but there's a lot of shit that I do know, okay, for myself, because I'm an expert in my life journey, and, and I'm an expert. I don't need to go to school. People say, oh, you want to uh, go to class on this? I went to so many college classes. I could have been, look, I decided a long time ago not to get into the multi-billion dollar pyramid recovery industry, which is a big trap in itself. It's a bullshit money-making scam, uh, and everybody's in it. Well, I'm not in it today. And they all say, well, if it's free, it's not of any value. I'm going to give you free stuff that I've learned. I'm talking to the audience, not you, Joe. But I'm giving people free stuff. I'm not asking for donations, book sales, come to my retreat. I'm not asking you to uh, join this for a membership fee. I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have a modality or a method. 
I'm just passing on some stuff that I've learned, man. You either want it, and you, if you don't think it's valuable, then don't listen to it and go pay for it. Because I'm going to tell you that this shit is free. Okay, everything you can learn about uh, everything you can learn about yourself, the world, and the universe is free. I'm telling you, and it's valuable. Uh, so, this thing don't don't make us don't discount us on this podcast. Believe me, don't discount us because uh, we're not charging you. So you may think, well, he it's not worth anything. Well, go pay for it. <laughs> Bobby, stop stop yelling at me in the audience. I mean, you're getting a little intimidating here. Wow. I know. I know. I love that. You know, <laughs> once in a while that comes out, but it's passion. It's love. It is. It's real passion and love. Uh, Bobby, some people discount anger, but it's passion and love. Go ahead. Um, what you oh, were... Wait, wait, wait. Getting, getting back to it. You were talking. Here's another book. Recovery Dharma. Recovery. It's $5. It's beautiful. Recovery Dharma. You think, oh, I got to be a Buddhist now. Okay, because I'm reading this little thin book. Here's what they, it said, they, they teach that the mind is not only the source of great suffering, because you mentioned it. Oh, I suffer for a while. You know, I'm going to suffer for a week. You know, it is suffering. So the mind is a great source of the suffering. And the mind, it's all because it suffers through craving, greed, anger, confusion. But you know what? The mind is also the cure. Okay, so it's, it's, it's the, the mind can create suffering, or the mind can create the cure. Now, it's how quick and how much you want this thing to change depends on how quickly you can get out of suffering hmm. and into solution. Yeah, the way you were just explaining it when you said you when you might have, uh, I'll call it a, a trigger. Uh, you can just do your cost benefit analysis like that or whatever it is that you're going to do. And it's almost like a natural involuntary response to whatever it is that for that fraction of a second, uh, you think it might be a good idea to drink again. You can deflect it just like that, just like you said. And that is an achievable state of mind uh, because you're proving proving it right now because I'm believing what you're saying when you when you explain that I believe that that's the truth I believe that's what's happening and uh, it's a good thing to aspire to be so that you can practice that that's not going to happen overnight but to know that, there, hey, there's at least one person that can do that. Bobby C can do that. Let me at least let me let me let me at least give it a shot. Let me practice it. I know that I'm not gonna be able to master that technique overnight, but over time, with experience and practice, to be able to do that is, um, I mean, who doesn't want to be able to be able to be able to do that. I mean, no one wants to be stuck in a, in a suffering state of mind where they, where they want to drink and they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Let me touch you on that because you, as you're talking, it just brings up 
uh, another thing. Here's, here's another lie in, in Alcoholics Anonymous in the addiction recovery field. Okay, NA, all the 12 steps, all the different modalities of uh, the disease concept. They're saying that th this thinking about drinking is never going to go away. And if you don't think about a drink, you're really not an alcoholic. Don't believe that bullshit. Okay. Uh, it, 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 thinking about a drink is normal. You know, there's people that are 20 years sober still thinking about drinking uh, alcohol for pleasure for enjoyable pleasure, well, that's okay. If you can do it, do it. If you can try it and, and accomplish it. I want you to come on my podcast and tell us so you can train us or help us to maybe get to that point. Tell us your story. Tell us how long you've been in recovery. Tell us uh, what you did and how you achieved it and you can drink and how long you've been uh, moderately drinking. Help us to understand that. I, I would encourage people to do that really because I don't hear too many people they say it, but I don't hear too many people get on a podcast and kind of describe it in a sense to help other people set themselves free of that. But me personally, I wouldn't moderate. That's me. I have no desire to to moderate. What time? What? What's? Uh, what do we got? What are we into, Joe? Forty minutes almost. About forty-five minutes. Yeah, I think we better wrap it up. And to the audience, uh, I'm sorry if I came off a little strong. I don't mean to uh, uh, say anything that would disturb anybody, but I'm passionate and uh, I, I believe what I what I'm talking about. So, and I know I I don't believe it. I know, you know, for my life, I know for my life is truth. So, uh, this is uh, Bobby C from Anonymous Addictions, and uh, I'm going to pass it back to Joe. I'm going to just say. Goodbye, and everybody be safe and healthy. Uh, Bobby C., I was just busting your chops. I don't think you could ever hurt a fly, even if you tried. When you get passionate like that, it sounds good. It's inspiring, and don't ever stop doing it. This is uh, Joey C. from Brutally Sober Podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Saturday, talking about Step 8, I assume. Um, check out uh, Bobby C.'s Facebook. 8-9. We'll do 8-9. Eight, 8-9 nine. Eight, nine together. We'll do 8-9 together. Okay, that sounds good. We'll do eight and nine. Check out Bobby C's Facebook page, Anonymous Addiction. Check out my podcast, Brutally Sober, on uh, Anchor FM, and Brute Sob on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, be safe. And uh, if you feel like drinking, don't drink. Listen to the podcast. See you guys later. <laughs>